What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Triple H Podcast Happy Hour Hoops. And we're less than two weeks away from basketball here, folks. Super exciting stuff. Best sports time of the year. It's going to be even better in just 13 short days when the NBA season officially returns. We've been having a little taste of preseason, and that's been awesome. But we, we want the whole thing. We want the NBA in its best form, the regular season, in a full season ahead. Jake, I know you're excited, but but just just entertain me. Tell me how, how excited you are for this up, upcoming NBA season. Excited enough that the group chat uh, had a legitimate 30-minute conversation about Imani Bates last night. And I am not an Imani Bates fan, but that's where we're at with, uh, with basketball fervor. No, don't. There's no ooh, Johnny. I'm not gonna hype up Amani Bates. That's <laughs> that's more like that's how desperate we are for some basketball going on, at least in the Cavs mm. world. That we're we're deciphering Amani Bates playing all the Atlanta Hawks G leaguers and putting up numbers against them. That's just where we're at. But I will say, because personally, just not. I don't care about preseason anything. But preseason basketball is. I was talking about this with a friend at work today is the definitely the best preseason product because you can't like, if the starters are out there going, like it's hard to like simulate fake, like bad basketball. Like you yeah. kind of just have to, like you don't have to go balls to the wall, but it's hard to just simulate game action and not be going like hard at least. And those guys are trying to get in shape too. So those first halves, even in the th- Jimmy Butler's playing in the third quarter last night, like, some of these games, like you get the starters for, you know, 24 minutes or whatever, 20 minutes. And those those are good minutes. Like they're trying to get the work in. And then you see a game like Wemby and Chet going at each other with the Thunder exactly. Spurs on Monday night where it's guys that we just want to see like on a court. Yeah, we've never really seen either of them yeah. before. So those so are, those are the exciting things about preseason. Yeah, that's such a good point. And like just like the how personal the sport of basketball is in general, just like – only five guys on the court at a time. You see them up close. You don't really have a choice whether to see them up close or not. They're there. Yeah. And then the probably the uh, one of the other best things, and I, I, you know, this is personal to me and the Celtics, but seeing seeing new guys on a squad for the first time in yeah. their threads and playing legitimate basketball is is awesome. And we obviously had that with Porzingis and Drew Holiday. Uh, but yeah, preseason's awesome. We're actually we're gonna we're gonna have a little bit of open discussion on preseason, the news and notes. But 
for today, we will be finally previewing the Pacific Division, a very fun division. You have the LA teams, you got the Phoenix Suns, the New Look Suns. We're going to dive all into that. The Warriors, of course, and the Kings. So this is a super fun division. We're going to get into that right after the news and notes. And the first piece of news happened no more than 15 minutes before we hopped on to record mm-hmm. tonight. Kai Jones, a few days after he tweeted <laughs> that he was going to request a trade from the Charlotte Hornets, uh, the Charlotte Hornets went ahead and just waived him. Apparently thought he had little to no value or maybe just sending a message because he tweeted that out a few days ago. What do you, I mean, I, I'm, we're reporting this because it just happened before the show. How how newsworthy do you think this actually is or if this has any substance or uh, if you have any destinations you think uh, a team that might take a stab on Kai Jones? Well, he did say that this is his MVP year coming up. So I would imagine that <laughs> suitors are lining out the door for Kai Jones, obviously. Um, I don't... It's my MVP season too. <laughs> Listen, I, I really don't blame him for trying to get out of charlotte so like honestly good for him he he did i think he did the right thing good for you kai jones even though you don't have a job today i think that he did the right thing charlotte's gonna be a mess we've seen their chaos all summer kai jones is part of it don't get me wrong he's he's not and now he's a part of this lore forever but man the charlotte hornets what a my cat just did the craziest jump i'm sorry um they're (laughs) They're they're a mess, man. And so this Kai Jones situation, like it's it was surprising to see how it played out. And then you're like, oh, oh it's Hornets. Like, <laughs> like that the thing I took away from it the most. I don't know where do you want him? Do you want him on the Celtics? Kai Jones? I feel like he could help a lot of teams, like, but I don't know yeah. if he's in, you know what I mean? My my initial thought was, mm, would would Brad do something like this? Like, I wouldn't hate it. I don't think it'd be much of a needle mover like i'm sure it would replace a guy like one in gabriel's minutes who we just got you know a little higher draft capital for kai jones really still unproven good size um yeah so i wouldn't hate it for him to be a a back of the bench guy but also not loving the way this relationship if you want to call it that with the hornets ended who knows um I mean, the Hornets are a mess, so it's really hard to say if this is a Kai Jones problem or this is a Hornets problem or a little bit of both. I'm not, like, you know, banging the table for Kai Jones on the Celtics, but I think you're right. There probably is some suitors out there, and someone's going to take a stab on him. Um, I think the most interesting part about him is just the, you know, how unproven he is. We haven't seen enough of him, I feel like, to have a full evaluation of his talent. But I agree. He has the size, he has the draft capital. So, you know, he's still, I think, only 21, 22 years old. Something could work out. It's 22. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, who he's knows? Only, it, he's only played 67 games in his career, even. I mean, that's the, he's barely, that was not even considered a rookie season. Like, like I guess yeah. it is, but like, so really, you're getting a guy like brand new who could come in. And I mean, he, yeah, he could definitely help, help a team out, I think, day one. So it'd be interesting to see. 
Yeah, so keep keep your eyes open and keep your eyes everyone keep your eyes on the Charlotte Hornets just if you if you like uh mayhem in the NBA because pretty much since the last of or the beginning of last offseason, they they have just been a roller coaster between MJ selling most of his ownership stake, them partnering with Mr. Beast for their jerseys, the <laughs> off that's off crazy, bro. Yeah. Like why is Mr. Beast on the on an NBA jersey? The off the court issues with about 70% of their roster. I mean, the Hornets are a mess, man. So, you know, if if you like chaos, keep an eye on the Hornets. Yeah, for sure. The last bit of news has kind of just been everything we've seen from preseason. I mean, we we've had it all. Like I mentioned, we have the the guys in new threads who we've caught a glimpse at. I know I was over the moon seeing Porzingis and what he looked like in a Celtics jersey and just his level of play. I mean, people are saying he he didn't even look like this when he was on the Knicks, which I love seeing uh, sad Knicks fans having to watch that that sad reality of Porzingis actually looking a lot better than he did for their squad on my squad. We have James Harden sitting his first preseason game, and it uh, the Sixers came out today and said he's also not playing tonight. So not much of a surprise there, but still just eerily weird Harden situation that's going on. Why don't we start there? I know, you know, we talked a good amount about Harden last episode. Don't really know where we're at. I I tend to think he's – I actually claim that I don't think he's going to play a game for the Sixers this year. You and Steve brought up some good points about, you know, maybe they want to – maybe the Sixers don't actually want him out there, but they need to play him to kind of showcase a little bit to up his trade stock. But then we saw James Harden like kind of getting a full warm up before the preseason game against the Celtics the other night, only to sit, only to be announced that he's sitting again tonight. I mean, have your thoughts changed at all on Harden, or do, do you anticipate seeing him out there in the in the first week for the Sixers? Ah, man, I don't. It is weird that they're sitting him. It's weird like to not just try to put him out there and you know build some chemistry with new teammates anything like that maybe he just doesn't want to play and that's part of the thing too it's a weird situation man i mean i i'll still say that he's gonna be on the roster just but we're still two weeks there's so much that can happen we're two weeks away from the opening night today nah i think he's gone i think he'll i think there'll be something happen Woj is probably going to tweet about it during this podcast. That's usually how these things go. Yeah. Or like right after, like 15 minutes after we get off, that'll be the Woj bomb that Harden got traded. Um, I think he's, I think he's got to go at this point. I think it's, I think I could see why you'd want to do it. Like my, my original theory, but just this team can't, I, I just don't see how they can go into the season doing it doing deal yeah. doing this dance every game you know what i mean like are we gonna like and just and when he does step on the court like the circus that comes with that too i don't know i just feel like they're trying to play nice and get him to where he wants to go right now and that's that's what's happening here yeah hopefully you know for sixers fans everywhere and then joel and b they can they can figure something else 
out quick because I, I honestly I'm starting to feel bad for Embiid. It that's I think that's the weirdest part about it to me. Like you're the Sixers organization, you're gonna let like Maury is just gonna play this cat and mouse game with James Harden. You know, he's already kind of outwardly said he'll be as stubborn as he wants to be about it. He'll bench Harden, you know, if if he doesn't like the deals that are coming in over the phone for trading him. And, you know, to do that to a first year or your new coach, he's not a first year coach, but your new coach and Nick Nurse. And then also, I'm sure this is all while th- this is all happening and you're having this pissing match with James Harden, if you're Daryl Morey, it's all upsetting Joel Embiid uh, on the other end of it. So I don't know. It, Sixers are going to Sixer at this point and they're they're starting out hot with it. We also saw Ben Simmons return to action the other night in preseason. That was a breath of fresh air for Nets fans and Ben Simmons truthers out there. He looked pretty good. And then we had a quote come out from Kevin Durant today that said, if Ben was healthy, he wouldn't have left Brooklyn, which I don't know how much I believe that, but what what are your thoughts on Ben Simmons here heading into the 23-24 season? We're back, baby. I thought you might be. We're back. That's all I needed be. to see. I saw yeah. him putting up those threes, and I'm like, oh, we're back. We're so – it's all just confidence with this man. It's literally just a mental thing. So if he feels good, then he's going to yeah. he's gonna play well, I think. Like, I just I, – I think that he he literally has been under the microscope since he came into the league. We know what the shit show of an organization the Sixers are and have yeah, been. We're seeing like, it again right now. Like so, they clearly fucked him up, and then the Nets fucked him up too. Like the Nets were just as much of a shit show before that, and now mm-hmm. there's like some stability there. There's like an actual plan. I'm sure they sure they met with him all summer. We're like, listen, like this is what our team is. This is what our vision's gonna be, and this is how we yeah. see you. And like it feels like it's the first year that ben simmons has played on a team where it's like a stable just normal basketball situation like the nets also for the nets like the nets have not been a normal basketball team in quite some time either but this like seriously ben simmons has not been in a gone into a season that's been like felt just like team getting ready for basketball season no crazy expectations just trying to go out there and ball like when's that when wouldn't that ever happen it's never happened he came into the league with crazy hype to play with Embiid and the expectations were sky high. And then even going in after the trade, the expectations were still sky high for that team. And so I'm very interested to see what Ben does in a, in a scenario where like, I wasn't expecting to see him. I wasn't, I hadn't even thought about Ben Simmons until the other night, to be honest, because like we had talked about it so much at length on this pot history of this podcast that I just blocked him out of my memory. And so now I'm back. Like I just and I and I when I was watching it and seeing how he looked, that's the, the first thing that came to my mind. Like, damn, like this is the first normal offseason slash start of a regular season that Ben Simmons has ever had. Like it's just at least some sense of normalcy, whatever an NBA normalcy for Ben Simmons living in New York City can be. Like, but it's it's gotta feel like a breath of fresh air for him, too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It- you're you're definitely right about that. I'm not I don't know if I'm all the way back on Ben, but I am I'm definitely just intrigued to see what he can do with this with this Nets group because we already saw so much promise from this Nets group last year. They kind of played above their means in the playoffs last year. We know how good Mikel Bridges is. 
happy hour hoops stands with Mikael Bridges and we think he's going to be the next best thing in Brooklyn. So it's, it's a great opportunity for Ben. Yeah. And it's, it's interesting. You bring that up. He kind of has carefree basketball to play for the first time since college, probably. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe even ever, maybe high school, because I would say since Australia, honestly, because LSU was such a mess. Like we know, like he didn't even play there half the season, all that shit. Like, yeah, that's a long time, man. That was 20. What was that? 2015. He was in college. 2016. Yeah. Like that's the whole, that's eight years going on nine years of craziness. Um, and that's the thing about this dude too. Like he's fucking what? 26 years old, 27. Like he could be entering his prime right now if he's actually healthy. So yeah, I, I'm with it. Yeah. He's 27. Um, and yeah, we. I was starting to come as around a twenty-seven, the- as about to be a twenty-seven-year-old. I've been extremely partial the last year of my life to people that are twenty-seven. Be like, listen, they got a lot of time left. There's, there's plenty of time for them to cook because yes. you know, just gotta, gotta keep that rolling. We gotta run in. That was that was uh, quite the statement to come into. Partial <laughs> to twenty-seven-year-olds. Well, well, Steve, we're talking Ben Simmons. Oh, all right. All right. <laughs> Jake's Jake's all the way back in. So why, why don't you tell us? We're back, you're baby. We're it's back. One, it's, it's one of those things, Donnie. I, I think I said this in, in the opposite way with the heat last show, right? Where until I see it, I'm not going to believe it in terms of the heat falling off. I'm not going to be a doubt anymore. I got to see it from Ben Simmons at this point. I'm no, I'm no longer giving him the benefit the of the doubt. the other day before the game? Me, no, give me a regular season game. Give me – I'm tired of this, oh, look what he did in practice. Or, oh, look at, look at this. He's shooting from outside. Let me see it in a regular season game, and then I'll believe. Because uh, that that's the only – like only logical thing to yeah. do at this point, Donnie. You can't like it's just all speculation at this point. And come on, like if we're gonna be honest, Ben Simmons at one point was you know one of the top basketball like talents potential wise. Yeah. Of course, you can throw him in a gym for two minutes and get some video footage <laughs> of this guy looking like he can take over the league. That's not hard to do. You go, Ben, shoot a, shoot as many threes as you can until we find a few that go in in a row and we can clip that. Or do no, the, those like, are the only ones. Exactly. That was it. That's all he did. So let me see it in a game. I, I come back to Jake talking about Ben Simmons. I, I hope my I'm locked in, I hope man. My, I hope my right, listen, crashes here's my here is my here's my actual defense for Ben Simmons is that yeah. that that you didn't miss while you were coming on. They have he has never come into a regular NBA season. He came into the Sixers. They were a fucking shit show for his entire time there, and then he went to the Nets, <laughs> who were more of a shit show. I think more with the Kyrie situation, probably more of a shit show. And so this is just at the least. Like he's had the most normal off season. This has probably been the most normal training camp. Like everything is just like basketball. There's so no what, extracurriculars. What are your on. expectations for Ben Simmons this year? Though? Oh man, I don't <laughs> 48 games and <laughs> 16 <laughs> points, six rebounds, four assists. <laughs> That's for oh, real. Man. But I still think like there's it's there. If he, I, you can't trust him to be there, play the whole season yet. Right. So that's what you no, want to you see can. more than anything. Yeah. And that's the same, like you're saying that the same thing with Zion too. Like people, yeah, were, absolutely. I saw the internet going crazy that Zion was right. Was he 58th or something in ESPN's ranking? Mm-hmm. Something like that. He was in the 50s. Like why should he be high? Like he does not right. play 
You're just going. You're just going off speculation at that point, right? We've seen yeah. in small sample sizes Zion be absolutely dominant, but the fact of the matter is, it, you, you have to get to the point where you're like, I have to see it to believe it, right? We've seen we and we've seen spurts of Ben Simmons being a dominant player too, where it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, but this is true. like two, three game sample size. I got to see it before I can buy in and believe it. Yeah. I- the last thing I'll say about Ben is like I I just started to come around last year in the actual like personable aspect of Ben yeah. Simmons because for a while I was just thinking wow this dude's mentals are like he's that in his own head that he has untaught himself how to play basketball but the longer it went on or not even the longer it went on but as the time went on and then I you know I I tried to pay closer attention to his interviews the longer he was out mm-hmm. and i started to kind of believe like damn maybe this guy is actually hurt the but- other night was at least a bright spot he looked kind of like his old athletic self on the court again so i i see jake buying back in <laughs> and right before you hopped on we also were talking about how this is a carefree situation for him too True. so it it is it is probably comforting for him at the very least, and not that much needs to be asked of him playing alongside the guys he's going to play alongside. Um, obviously, Mikel Bridges being being the, yeah. the the biggest one there. Like he, the eyes shouldn't be on him, especially to start the season. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Uh, ben Simmons, TBD. We'll see. One if he piece turns of news around. that just happened. Not good news at all. Related to our opening story, though. Oh, An arrest yeah. warrant has been issued for Miles Bridges uh, related oh. to his previous domestic violence. He apparently violated a protective order. Uh, so Miles Bridges back in legal trouble and the Hornets, as we talked about at the beginning, a complete shit show and are not stopping anytime soon. Can I talk about uh, the Hornets real quick? Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's hilarious for the Hornets here. So the 82 regular season games in the NBA, right? Yeah. The Hornets have one nationally televised primetime game this year, and it's against the Spurs, against Wembenyama. So the NBA is trying to keep the Hornets out of the light as much as possible. They don't want any part of this team. Who knows? Because, you know, you talk about, obviously, right, Miles Bridges has the the off-court problems. Yeah. You know, their, their top pick, Brandon Miller. We all know what happened at Alabama. So they, yes. And then you have the pick. The year before, James Booknight, another guy who's talented, but has his issues off the court. So the Hornets right now, it's a little bit of a mess in Charlotte. And that's that's a gigantic understatement. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, we we touched on all the – not all those specific guys, but we touched on the the Hornets as as a whole at the top because Mm -hmm. Kai Jones just got waved right before we started recording. So, yeah, they're a mess. Uh, Maybe MJ knew what he was doing when he sold the majority of his Yeah, he's chiller, bro. He's he's cashing out. They're playing Bulls music out in the islands for him and everything. He's he's living the dream. But I'll tell you what. Let's give a little bit of positivity to the Hornets. Mark Williams about to put up numbers. This oh yeah, year. Oh, he's yeah. about to put up numbers this year. That he's guy, real deal day. for a big man. Yeah, I love it. Um, do you guys have anything else on the the preseason stuff before we get started? I mean, Wemby versus Chet was amazing. Yep, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'm down to get into the. Uh, Pacific Division, if you guys are down. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's start with the most polarizing team in basketball. 
Don't do the it Los to me. Angeles Lakers. They have one of the most polarizing players going into his 21st season. LeBron James, the Lakers, and LeBron James win total for next year is a mean 48 and a half. Steve, what do you got? What, what do you think for this Los Angeles Lakers team? Improved Lakers team. I, I probably yeah. had. They, I think they had a strong offseason. What do you what do you like about this? What do you do or don't like about this win total? Um, and well, it, it, it's tough because, right, it's it's basically father time, right? The win total is you're basically betting on father time with the man who seems like he's exempt from father time. And we've seen this kind of across all sports where there's just these stars that just are playing longer and longer, no matter what happens. And LeBron James is – it's hard to be a LeBron James hater at this point, Dunny, right? I, I never liked LeBron because of his fan base. I never liked how he left Cleveland initially to go to Miami and then Cleveland kind of welcomed back in right after. I didn't really like that whole situation. Obviously, you know, he's matured from that. He's a different guy. Obviously, LeBron can be a meme at times. But if we're taking all that to the side and just talking about a basketball player, I mean, what can you say at this point? <laughs> what, what what can you say at this point other than he we are we are just I, I don't even know the word. We are so grateful to have watched LeBron's career. We to grow up, all all three of us, right around the same age, to grow up and watch this man play basketball for 20 plus years because it's been a gift. He's been the most talented player I think we have ever really seen on a basketball court. And it's like, I'm going to stick with the theme today until, until like I'm proven wrong. Otherwise I'm just going to keep staying with it. LeBron James is a damn good basketball player. And this, I think this is a better team than they were last year. We saw how the Lakers improved towards the end of the year. And I think 48 and a half, it's, it's a fair number, but I kind of lean the over. I really do. I think I saw it from the Lakers playoff run last year. I saw it with guys stepping up. Austin, no one saw it him breaking out the way he did but to have a guy like that Rui Hachimura showed life when he got to the Lakers and I just look at this roster up and down and it just looks like it's improved from last year um they have a couple guys you know Gabe Vincent Cam Reddish Christian Wood we'll see what their roles are gonna be but outside of that I mean we have a healthy LeBron James, and we have a healthy Anthony Davis going into a season. It's it's, it's hard to argue against that. You know what I mean? And obviously, AD is probably not going to play 82 games. So let's, let's be real. But mm -hmm. right now, it's hard to argue against this team as being one of the better teams from a loaded, loaded Pacific division. But I'll take the over here. The the total last year was 44, right? They won 44 uh, games. They were 44 believe, and 38, I think. I, I believe you are correct. Um, Let me look it up for you. So we're asking for five more games. They have to have better health. That was a problem last year, obviously. They had some injury issues throughout the season. And they the started season. cold. And they started. I was going to say, didn't they start the yeah. season like one? They started cold. They were like one and seven or something like that. One yeah. and eight, I think, to start. And they were yeah, like, it yeah, was it real bad. to bounce back. Um, mm -hmm. I think that if steve you kind of put my what i was going to wrap it all into if you got anthony davis and lebron james healthy it's a 50 win team every day of the yeah. week like there's 43 the wins last year 43 okay yeah so you're asking for six more wins with a healthy raw and improved roster like you yeah. said they made they made good signings to this team mm -hmm. well remains to be seen what some of the roles are especially wood and reddish like i don't expect a lot yeah. from those two specifically but gabe vincent i expect a lot of jackson hayes i expect them yep. to tend to get a lot of run um 
this team though yeah it just comes down to ad and lebron and i think with the rest and everything you guys are talking about that that star rule is going to come into play a lot with the lakers yeah. a lot of teams in this division are going to be affected by that well, the other rule. la teams <laughs> gonna love it. so we're gonna see these guys like they can't do the same load manage like the lakers loved the load management last year too mm-hmm. whether they like to admit it or not they've loved it the last two years they can't do it the same way um and I think that this team, we saw it, like you said, in the playoff run. Like they figured something out and they were, they got lucky with the, I think that they, they got some breaks with the bracket and the way it broke, mm-hmm. happened and everything, running into the war. They were just a bad matchup for the Warriors. I right. Mean. Um, so I don't know where they actually are in the hierarchy of the conference, but I think they could, I think if those two are healthy, they win 50 games and I'm not picking LeBron to go under. So. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you guys. We we all have the over here. I don't know. I I was kind of going back and forth with the line at first, but I really do like the offseason that the Lakers had. I mean, you you mentioned most of the additions, Steve, but I mean, you really can't say enough about it. You look at the team last year and there was glaring holes. They didn't have enough help. You bring in one of the better playoff performers last year in Gabe Vincent from mm-hmm. the Miami Heat. You give him an opportunity. You have a, you know, you make your guard play a little bit more dynamic for him to play alongside D'Lo. Austin Reeves broke out, who you mentioned. We can only expect even better things from him. Uh, even like a, them bringing in guys like Jackson Hayes just to help on the inside, just a, a big center who can catch lobs from whether it's Braun or AD or, or whoever setting him up. And then, you know, Rui was super, super promising towards the end of the playoffs and, you know, had some big moments alone. And he kept them in game single-handedly a few times in the playoffs. And then Christian Wood, the final addition at the end of the offseason, you know, he was kind of the talk of the town last year at the trade deadline. A lot of teams wanted him even the beginning of this offseason and then, you know, for, for whatever reason, he kind of went cold and no no one ever picked him up and Lakers swooped in and got him on a veteran minimum. So, um, you know, just another guy who can score the ball for them with some size. I I think I'm going the over here just for the offseason they had alone. They looked good towards the end of the year. They really ramped it up. I don't think they'll even come close to starting as bad as they did last year. And if they didn't start that poorly last year, they would have. I think they would have hit this mark as yeah. is. So. Um, once I tried to actually break it down, it made sense to me that th- this is uh, an overline for me. MVP, probably only one or two options here. I- I'm going to go LeBron just because it's uh, it's fun. And like you guys mentioned, AD most likely won't be around to play 82 games. Most likely won't even be around to play over 70 games. So. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna give it to King James for the team MVP in his 21st season. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm going AD though because I think that they are gonna be a, a contender. It has to be AD. Like it's. Sure. I know. It's like we and true. I've said this the last two years. So maybe I'm it's wrong. True. But LeBron, like you guys mentioned, year 21. Like <laughs> AD, man. Come on, bro. Like you gotta yeah. carry the load and you gotta you gotta be in that conversation. And especially if they really want to compete in the West, we know who. AD, we know who he's got to go up against and play well against and 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 do it well. So like, I think he needs to be their best player if they're going to be a title contender. But may, but I'm, maybe I'm wrong because Bron, who fucking knows, man? Like I have no what do like 
is could LeBron be an actual MVP conversation this year again? Like, I don't have any expectations for where he's going to be, except he's going to make that all NBA team by hook or by crook. He will, he will make sure of that. <laughs> yeah, man. It's uh, who knows? I think, I think Bron could be, could be in the actual MVP conversation again. I think it will be tough because. I think he almost changed his style a little bit last year. He kind of deferred to teammates last year. I think you have to, though. Yeah. In order, and I'm sure that's what the Lakers ultimately want, too. I'm sure yeah. uh, Darvin Ham and ownership isn't isn't really requesting Braun to, to break his back to try to, you know, set records or be in the MVP conversation. So. Yeah, he'll probably defer AD. I like that, Jake. You know, he he's gonna have to be that guy again if they want to make any serious push. Most likely to be traded. For me, I did Christian Wood, just kind of what I talked about. It was probably either Christian Wood or Rui, because mm-hmm. a lot of the time throughout the season, those are those are types of players that teams end up needing or want to add if they're a contender, a, a big who can score and do a couple different things for you. So I didn't really know who else. They have a lot of newcomers, and I don't really see them trading AD or Braun this season if they're in contention. So Christian Wood was kind of a default pick here. But who who do you guys see them trading, if anyone? At Cam Reddish, just because I feel like we've seen him just not fit in with the team so far. It's just been this guy who has potential, just can't really fit in. And I feel like, you know, if, if it doesn't work in the first half before the deadline, the Lakers are throwing them in with something because you got to think about this too for the Lakers, right? They still got to look towards the future. LeBron's not hitting mm-hmm. on LeBron's not going to be here much longer. And AD is a injury concern. You still got to look to the future. So if you know, get assets, whatever you can, I think Cam Reddish is someone you can still kind of throw in at this point in his career. Yeah, I don't know. If, I don't know if LeBron's ever going to let him look to the future as long no. as he's there. No, he's no got shit. what? What is the deal that he signed? He's here this year and next year now, right? I, I think that was so. the extension. Yep. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Most likely to be traded. This is this is a tough one for me. I like the idea of Rui because I feel like he's the guy that can they could put as like if he play, especially if he plays well, he's been out you know, following LeBron, LeBron around all summer, apparently, whatever. But I'm going uh, – I'll go D'Lo. D'Lo's, okay. D'Lo's deal yeah, that's is actually right, a good one. especially with the with the price. It's right to put hair him up with a Reddish yeah. or a Rui and get a whoever – whatever's going to be available in December, whatever star that will mm-hmm. end up being. Because it will be somebody, and you know the Lakers will be – the first team rumored to be trading for that person, whether it comes to fruition or not. And I imagine Russell will be a part of those talks. Yeah, that's actually a good one. Um, D'Lo, D'Lo's a guy who, yeah, kind of no matter where he's been, he's been in, in trade talks. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess it wouldn't be surprising if we see it again this year. All right. Best case, worst case for the Lakers. Yes. Best case, I think, honestly, a lot of these teams in this division, this segment should be pretty easy. Best case for the Lakers, NBA championship. Worst yes. case, I think second round exit. I think if, you know, we always try to do these these segments if healthy. So yes. if this squad's healthy, I don't see them getting bounced in the first round. So I think best case, they won it all. They got AD and Braun. Very possible. They've done it before. Worst case, second round exit. 
I'm, I'm similar, but I'm, I'm going a little, uh, little more, I guess, shorter than an NBA championship. I don't know if they win it all. I just, I don't know. I, I think, uh, you know, ages might catch up to LeBron. I mean, and we're talking about 21 years in the league, right? And those teams and in the East are so good, man. It, yeah, the team, those are two juggernauts if you do run into Boston or Milwaukee, too. Yeah. And not to mention, too, I mean, the West is not easy, especially this division. This yeah. division is loaded. So I'm going to say best uh, Western Conference Finals. And then worst case scenario, I think we could see the Lakers miss the playoffs. And the biggest thing is just the father time catches up to LeBron. Because yeah. we've seen it with previous, and I'm not talking just regular guys, superstars, Hall of Famers, greatest players It's it, that you've seen. And it's not a, like a slow, gradual drop-off. It's a quick drop-off. And LeBron so far has kind of denied that and just been putting up numbers from playing like that. And I think he will still do that. But if we're talking best case worst case scenario i think that could be worst case scenario as father time catches up to lebron he's like oh no like this might be my final year yeah bro it, lebron unathletic lebron's gonna look a lot like paul Millsap, and i'm not ready for that <laughs> <laughs> i'm really not, That's I'm really not on, ready to see that. I, i've never yeah. seen unathletic <laughs> but i just i just picture that, that kind of yeah. makes sense yeah i don't like, know why good that makes paul so much Sap sense but it does. bad paul Millsap. no i yeah. know which paul yeah. Millsap you're talking yeah, you know about. exactly who i'm talking oh, about oh yeah so that's yeah. the worst yeah. case scenario for sure i think i think i'm in line with you guys i think they can win the nba title this year and I think they could be in the play-in and miss the playoffs because yeah. this, they, like, they could be a 44-43 win team again in the West. If they match up like in the, the play-in with, I don't know, any there's so many teams. Like if they match up with the Thunder in the play-in, whatever, right. like I'd the be West terrified. Is good. Yeah, the, the West, West is, is West good is this year. Um, so I'm a, yeah, I think that, that that's the wide range. Like, and it all, yeah. like you said, Steve, it really just depends on, on, what number is he wearing now? Six is health because uh, if he gets hurt, I don't, I don't trust AD without LeBron. No, so my, no. my MVP scenario kind of goes out the window when I say that, but I just have, can't, haven't seen it yet. And I'm not even it. saying like an injury to LeBron. I could just be like his body's just. Well, that's the thing is he could just down get, on like, him, right? He could just have like a hamstring pull yeah. here, a, a, like a hip, you know, a hip thing here, yeah, like those little, like little things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so that's that's the Los Angeles Lakers. We all have uh, pretty high hopes. Everything looks good for them on paper. I think they had one of the best off seasons, and those are the only nice things I'm going to say about the Lakers. So you guys are going to have to wait until Braun has some crazy game when the season starts to hear any more nice things out of me. Uh, move it right along. Let's go. Let's go to the other team that they share an arena with, the Los oh. Angeles Clippers. This this might not be as easy, folks, but we'll get through it. Over <laughs> over under for win total is 46 and a half. Me personally, I have the under for the Los Angeles Clippers. Um, I think so many people are saying, you know, have high hopes for the Clippers. And, you know, if not this year, then when? Because we've you know, PG and Kawhi have been together for some time now. The experiment up until this point has been a failure. Yep. And I think I'm, you know, and probably this is going to be the reason this is probably going to be the season they look the best, but I I bought in as soon as as soon as these guys came together, I've bought in on every move they've made. Um I bought in on this group, I've bought in on Ty Lu the last couple of years. I love them bringing in Russ last year. 
Yep. Yep. I'd, I don't want to get hurt again by believing in this squad, though. I, I put them in a few finals, you know, predictions a couple of years ago. I just maybe they're not that good. Or maybe PG and Kawhi actually don't work together. Or maybe Kawhi just simply cannot stay healthy at this point in his career. I have the under for the 46 and a half. And you guys just talked about the Western Conference is, is, is pretty damn good. I'm I'm kind of with you, Donnie. I, I I think if you guys remember last year at this point, I probably was as high in the Clippers as anyone. I had them in my NBA uh, finals. I thought the Clippers were, mm-hmm. you know, had a good chance to win. And obviously, you know, getting one of my favorite players, Russell Westbrook. Of course, I don't like the team more, but there's just something about it. And it's just I think it's like we just we've seen this story too many times, right? We just haven't seen them on the court enough together. We just I. I look at the role players they have and it's the same guys. And it's just, there's really nothing exciting there. And like you said, maybe Paul George and Kawhi just doesn't work together. Maybe it's not this kind of perfect storm we thought. And I believe Kawhi's 33 or 32, Paul George, 33, Westbrook, 34. They're getting up there too. They're getting up there too. And I just, I don't know. I, I look at this team and I like a, I like some other teams in the Pacific division a little more. So I'm I'm just going to go under here. I, I I think they can, you know, fight for a playoff spot, but I don't think this is the same feeling I had of the Clippers last year where I, I thought, oh, this team is just loaded on paper and they're going to put it together. They have it. And like I said, my theme today is like, I'm just going to go with what my eyes are telling me. And I've watched the Clippers for the past couple of years. And it does not matter what I look at, at their roster on paper, what I think their potential could be. They just haven't put it together. So until they do, um, I'll take the under. Steve, we need you, both of us, all of us, not that we need this. We need a lot more of that in our sports viewing from what I've seen online for the last couple of years uh, as a podcaster. Trust just watching games and uh, making it such a just, making just watch. just watch some games because I know yeah. there's a lot of people just not watching any games. I'm going on no. YouTube. The Clippers are cursed, bro. Like I, until they're not cursed, <laughs> they are cursed and they are going under. Yeah. Think something bad's gonna happen this year that they will not do well. I just uh, I, I can be proven wrong by that. Fine, but no way I'm picking them to go over. Yeah, team MVP. I I struggle with this because I actually think it's it, even if both like say both these guys stay healthy for the entire season, and this might sound crazy, I, I think it's possible Paul George has a better a better season than Kawhi. I think when I saw both of them on the on the floor last year, with the exception of a couple games where Kawhi looked unreal and like his yeah, old self, yeah. I think I think Paul George looked like the better player for. I agree. A, a, better part of last year Kawhi's knees look shot bro like the way he runs his knee they just you get like you know how you see a guy with like no knees running around like that's what he looks like and he can still like you said he probably can still get up for a couple games where he's feeling good he's feeling limber and everything Mm -hmm. but he looks like a guy that's not running like he used to and that's like the biggest Mm -hmm. thing for me that scares me about them like he just has never looked right since he got since he got to the Clippers. When right. does he look yeah. right since he got there? Because Donnie said there would be one or two games we'd see where, yeah. like, oh, my gosh, Kawhi's back. But it's like if you see one of those games every 10 games, is he really back? No. <laughs> and and you're right. I think Paul George was Kawhi would be the greatest the basketball player ever if they played a Premier League schedule. Like he got to oh, play yeah. once a week. Big oh, game. Kawhi would be, be Ronaldo, bro. He'd be 
<laughs> but yeah, that's why I'm going with Paul George for MVP, just because I think he's going to be more consistent yeah. throughout this. Yeah, I've Kawhi in the dark. I think I'm pivoting, man. I think I'm going PG. It, it's just the way Kawhi plays too. This like. is a this is a PG podcast now, baby. We've <laughs> yeah. done Paul. We've done a 180. We're a big Paul George haters now. PG MVP. Let's get it. Yeah, he uh, <laughs> he also too. said he said it's bully ball this season too. So he he's on the hunt to bully people apparently this year. No, he boy. might be bullying. Uh, he's got to stop he's... making those claims. Just I'm... play basketball, Paul. Just play basketballs. <laughs> Paul George, Paul George, uh, the other day calling out Devin Booker for uh, well, not really calling. Out. I guess Taylor Rooks asked him about the Devin Booker yeah. beef and everything. Mm-hmm. But that is what I'm I'm interested in Paul George in this scenario, like. If he feels like he's being disrespected for his place in the league, how far can he go? Because we've seen the we've, like we've seen the heights Paul George can get to as a basketball player. Yeah, can he yeah. do it a whole year and and keep a team right. afloat? I don't know, but we've seen it. He can he can do it with the best of them. Like, and I would love to see if if this is like somehow turns into the Paul George magnum opus. Like he's mm-hmm. like a first team All NBA contender and just balls out. Like it wouldn't be shocked i wouldn't be like say that's out of the realm of possibility no i mean right when was that 20 2019 his his mvp he was in the mvp yeah. race when he was in okc with russ mm-hmm. um you know we're not that far removed from that he hasn't had the catastrophe obviously he's had some injuries he hasn't had them like Kawhi has as of recently yeah, hasn't played more than fifty-six games since that OKC yeah. season. So that's the wow. biggest. That's the biggest thing. Like it's crazy, yeah, fifty-six. He played fifty-six last year, but yeah, yeah, that's tough. Yes, well, so we'll see. I mean, the the whole Clippers is just like a, a giant question mark. Uh, most likely to be traded. I have Russ, and it's just how disrespected he is as an NBA player, and pretty much everywhere he goes, people try to use him as a trade chip more than uh, the, you know, just player that leaves it all out there every game. So I think that just makes the most sense. Maybe one of these two stars that we've been talking about, Kawhi or PG, mm-hmm. if it gets real bad or, uh, you know, if something goes sideways with this group, I wouldn't be surprised if they try to just get as much of a return as they can on one of those guys. But I think most likely, which what the segment is, I think it will be Russ. I refuse to say Russ because I love Russ. I don't want to see him on a new team. Yeah, I don't either. Russ play basketball, man. I'm going to go – I'm going to kind of pivot a little bit. Norman Powell. I just – I feel like Norman Powell is just kind of, you know, score off the bench. Team making a run. Someone they can use. It's not going to cost a lot. He's not flashy. It's not crazy. But Norman Powell could – Get you twenty off the bench, and yeah. that's a that's a piece that the Clippers have that you know a contending team would be like that's a guy we want. Yeah, I I think Norm because well he wouldn't be an expensive piece to trade right. for asset wise, but he's expensive. He's five, he's yeah. five oh, years, ninety yeah, million dollars. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm saying Norm. They 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 Norm. Norm the same thing. Norm could be a guy that if they want to bring somebody else in and they put Russ and Norm together, like that's a maybe something that could entice somebody else to come. I just don't know. This team has, I don't know what the vision, the vision is they're trying to open a new arena and be as good as like, keep these stars there. And, mm-hmm. and then Russ is like the last hope. And uh, I don't, I don't know if there's going to be a worse team. That's the thing is we are talking about how good this division is. If there's going to be a team that we have to pick to be the worst team that ends up in could the worst we situation. See Clippers? 
fifth in this last in this division? I think so. Yeah, you think for so? Sure. I think there's another candidate, but I think this is definitely up there. Yeah, I think there's another candidate too, and I hate it. But yeah, I, 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 I can it. see it. <laughs> I, I can see it. All right. Yeah. Well, with that that all being said, let's let's get to the best and worst case and, and try to move through the rest of these teams here and see see what we got. Best case for me, I think Western Conference Finals. Worst case, similar to the Lakers, um, second round exit. Uh, the only thing that differs for me uh, with the Clippers to the Lakers, I don't think they can win the championship. I don't think they have a championship roster at this moment. Nothing in the past couple of years has led us to believe they do. Um, so, yeah. I'm I'm kind of right there with you, except that I'm going to go a little lower again. I think their best case, probably Western Conference final, maybe semifinal. Um, probably final. If if they could stay healthy, we've seen what Kawhi can do in the playoffs too, right? He can just mm-hmm. take over a playoff game or a playoff series. So I guess Western Conference Finals fair, but I'm I'm gonna go where I went with the Lakers for worst case. I think we could see a play-in and possibly missed playoff team with with the Clippers. And now it's crazy I'm saying that because it's like the same roster that last year I was like, oh, it's going to the NBA championship. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those until I see it. I just don't know if we can see this team at full strength the entire year. And I also – I didn't see a lot from Kawhi last year that made me look like he's all the way back, right? You said it, Donnie. We saw it in spurts. We saw it in small sample sizes of him taking over games. But there were other games, man, where Kawhi played 36 minutes and just disappeared. And it didn't look like you had a superstar on the court. That's concerning. So I'm going to be, you know, kind of playing Miss Playoffs and Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I think – I'll I'll say worst case definitely missing the playoffs and I don't even know Western Conference Finals for this team. I think that the yeah. it's asking a lot for me to think that this team could beat the Suns or the Nuggets or the Lakers in True. a playoff series. True. So that's where I'm at with that. But yeah. who knows? Like if like I I just think that the Clippers are cursed. I think we've we've seen enough at this point. This was supposed to be you know, the duo that put them over the edge and it's been nothing but stops and starts the whole time, whole time. You remember when we got, do you remember where you were like finding out about the Paul George trade and everything else? Like I thought the NBA was like, I was like, we're done. Like Kawhi is the best player in the world. He just got the best running mate possible. Like they're going to take over and it is not anything close to that. So I'm done trusting them. Yeah, sad, sad for the Clippers, but uh, unfortunately, reality until they change our minds with their play. Probably going to feel that way about them for the entirety of the season. That being said, move on to a bit more exciting team. The Phoenix Suns, their win total is a crazy 51 and a half on the over under for wins. It probably is too low, and that's why I wrote in our doc, it better be over because <laughs> the that this team is getting the stars that they have on this squad. Um, I It's safe to say we all have the over here. Yeah, comfortably. It be- oh, like yeah, you said, you said it perfectly. It better be over. And this it better, be, better over. be over. <laughs> this could be, I don't know what the odds would be, but this could be a sprinkle best regular season record. Phoenix yeah. Has. I was going to say what, what's, can we get 60 on this? Because this could yeah. be, they're going to, the thing about them is they're going to Coast. bad team. Well, bad. Yeah. Bad teams. When they play a bad team, like they're going to win like 
they could win like 140 to 100 or something. Like, I don't know how e you stop this team. Easily. Like a bad defensive team. Yeah, easily. But, but the biggest difference between this Phoenix te team this year and the Phoenix team in the second half of last year, so. including after they got the rent, is their depth. They got yeah, so man. many good role players coming off the bench. I mean, they, they, they added so many key pieces. Everyone's going to be like, oh, Bobo, bo, 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 bo. And I love Bobo. <laughs> I love Bobo. But there's other names that they got that are going to have good roles for this team, right? You look at Josh Okogi, Yutu Watanabe, two great ones there. Nasir Little stuck in, was a solid player for Portland. Like you have guys like that. Obviously, Bradley Beal was the big splash in the offseason. But when I look at this Phoenix team, Eric Gordon, another one too. Like, I know he's older. But he's, he can score. Like, I just look, there's so much has to go wrong for this team to not be like, you know what? Devin Booker can sit out this game. And Kevin Durant will just play with these guys. Yeah. yeah. Like, like, or Kevin Durant will miss a couple weeks. We're fine. Mm -hmm. We have Bradley Beal. We have Devin Booker. Yusuf Nurkic, is this crazy to say? I, you might. I think Yusuf Nurkic might be an upgrade over DeAndre Ayton no, for what, what this wild. team needs. Uh, for no. what this team needs. Well, well also the fact that they maybe they maybe for what this team needs. For what this team needs. For what this team needs. I'm not. I'm not saying he's a better player. I'm saying for what this team needs and what will fit him better. I think Nurkic might be a better fit than Ayton. How about you? Nurkic is going to have six points on three of four shooting with 25 rebounds. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. That's all that team needed. Aiton didn't want to rebound. Yeah, and he wanted his shots. I, I yeah. get what you mean. That's you're taking. Yes. You're giving more shots to Booker, Beal, Durant, and you're you know taking it away from a big man down low, and you're getting a guy who's just a body who will get rebounds. I'm not saying he's a better player. I'm saying for no. what this team needs, yeah. I think no, Nurkic right. kind of helps him. I think you're right on that. That's a good point. I, I love this depth. I, you, you mentioned Nas Little. That's a guy that oh, is yeah. going to be huge on this team and have a great oh, role. Yeah. Yuta Watanabe brought Yuta. over from Brooklyn. And KD the loves him. Love him. Yeah, KD that's what I was loves say. this KD guy. Boy, and he can shoot. Yeah. He's gonna. He's I was gonna, gonna say he's role. a sniper, man. He's yeah, a legit man. shooter. They got Grayson Allen, obviously, too. So two yeah. Dude, spot up shooters. Now. The real big thing I think is like you talked about their like they didn't have any defensive wings once they got rid of everybody last year. Now you bring up Nas, you bring up Bates Diop, you bring up like yeah. uh um what's the name I was just looking for? Why did I oh a Kogi? Yeah, I was yeah, like the guys that are going to be able to their job's gonna be so much easier. Like you got you, the, the guys you're gonna be on the court with, your your life is just so much easier this year, offensive, like defensively, offensively. I just this is crazy what this roster looks like compared to last year. And that trade mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, like the fact that they were able to sneak in there and get in it, it's not the haul you would have imagined for eight in a number one pick, but for what this team wanted to do and getting young pieces too, like Keon Johnson, he's 21. Like, you know, yeah. we don't know what this guy could be yet. And he's going to learn from, you know, Brad Beal and, and Devin Booker. Like they got, there's a future with this bench behind them too, where they can like, maybe develop guy like i'm i'm excited not as little more than anything once i saw that he was in this trade, I was like that's the exact it's a great player game. that the suns needed yes. in this lineup to play with these guys like he is so perfect so i'm really excited i'm just excited to see this team on the court man like i think they're going to be so much fun to watch every single night yeah and it, it it's funny because this guy doesn't fall into the category of young branch players but it's also incredible that 
you know, they have a guy like Eric Gordon who if yeah. Bradley Beal or Devin Booker is not shooting the ball particularly well one night, Eric Gordon's a guy who can come off the bench and give you seven threes in a game. Easily. Just th- throw him right yeah. in there. He's done that his entire career, man. And yeah. Eric Gordon is the greatest DFS player in basketball history because <laughs> you see a late scratch in the lineup. You're like, all right, I'll just play Eric Gordon min price, and he's got 24 points in the game. Okay, yeah. perfect. That's all I needed. Like he, and he, you said, Dunny, right? Eric Gordon, yeah, he's gotten older, but it's not like he forgot how to shoot. That's all he needs to oh. do. He doesn't have to do anything else for this team. Mm-hmm. And even when they are healthy, the secondary scoring that he's going to have come off the bench. Yeah. No, it, and it's crazy because my biggest knock on this team, just like everyone else's, was just depth yeah. a year ago. And now they kind of turned that around. You know, is, is their bench it. Yeah, is their bench the best in the league? Probably not, there. but but for this for, for that big three to have this group behind them, it, it's incredible. Um, MVPs could be any of the, the three guys. I don't think there's a wrong answer mm-hmm. here. Probably not Beal. It's probably Booker, KD. I have I Booker just be because. Yeah, <laughs> he, he just, just goes to what if Beal just... he becomes yeah. the greatest player again, like that year he had in Washington, where it's like yeah. 30 a year. He just what does Beal, that. What if Beal just scores 34 a game because yeah. like, he's wide open? He's never had yeah, KD and Booker are only averaging like 18. <laughs> yeah, Bradley Beal's taking over every game. Beal, he's yeah. taking every shot in the fourth quarter. Um, that, that, that'd be great. I kind of hope that happens now, but realistically, I think it's going to be Booker. I think this year, more than any, he obviously has – he's had a super long leash since he got to Phoenix. But, um, you know, they kind of got rid of some of their point guard depth. Yeah. I think they're probably just going to put the offense in the hands of Devin Booker because we've seen in playoff series yeah. where they needed playmaking, he stepped up. And even in the regular season last year, he improved his playmaking a bunch. I think Devin Booker is the, the team MVP here. Obviously, it could easily be KD. I mean, yeah. KD could come close to averaging a triple-double on this team. But uh, I just like the spot that Booker's in. and He has youth on his side as well. Yeah, point guard Booker in, in you know, not a lot of games, but small sample size was good. Like, he was good when he had to run the offense through him. So, yeah, I don't hate that pick. Uh, I, it's no shock that I'm going Kevin Durant. Right, if Kevin Durant's healthy, I think he's the best player on the court in 99.9% of basketball games. You'll see. Um, give me, give me Kevin Durant, and this is perfect for Kevin Durant too, right? Because he doesn't have to do too much, and and that's I think that just will help him. He's such an efficient shooter. He's so dominant, and he won't have to do too much because he's finally got a team around him where it's like. KD, if you just want to pass this game for a little bit, you got two got two other players on your uh, who's playing with you that can score thirty any night, and we saw a little bit of it in the playoffs, Dunny. Right? Obviously, it was an extreme because this team was just it was just KD and Booker, and it was with the injuries they were suffering with the lack of depth. Um, we saw a little bit of it that they were taking like seventy five percent of like the offense in terms of production, but I mean now. It's like with, with this roster, they don't have to do that. And I think nope. Kevin Durant's going to thrive with that because we could see a classic like set triple-double night for Kevin Durant. He only takes 10 shots, scores like 25 points. Oh, yeah. Gets to the line, couple 10 rebounds, 12 assists. And I know that I, it was kind of a hot take at the start, but I really do think having Yusuf Nurkic instead of Aiton is actually going to help Kevin Durant. I really do. 
He's good to yeah. get the rebounds and not do anything else. We should kick it back to him. Yeah. Yeah. Jake, who's your team MVP? The Durant efficiency is going to be crazy sometimes yeah. this year. He's going to be shooting some crazy. There's going to be some games where you're like, how yeah. did he score this many points? And whatever. Mm-hmm. But, uh, Booker, Booker's my team MVP because Booker has to be the engine, I think, for everything. And he's going to play a lot of point guard. Like he has, He's going to make everything go. He's The ball, I think, is going to come through him a lot. The offense is going to run through him. And I think this could be, this could be a Devin Booker just MVP season, not yeah. team MVP. This could be the Devin Booker MVP season. His life is as easy as it'll ever be with the two scores that we've talked about. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going Booker. I've got high hopes for him this year. Love that. Most likely to be traded. I put, I put in here as someone insignificant because <laughs> unless something disastrous yeah. happens, it's not going to be one of the big three and no disrespect to the rest of this group. Because we just talked about how good their bench was and some of their reserves are. And some of them are even some household names. But Mm -hmm. compared to this big three, everyone on this team is insignificant. Um, So, uh, you know, name your bench piece that gets traded if if they need to. There you go. (laughs) There you go. That's all I wanted to do. I I don't have a name. Um, (laughs) If you guys want to do a little fun exercise at home, go up and down the Suns roster. You can pick who is going to be the most likely to be traded. Because, yeah. That's great sure. too. That they all work <laughs> because Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, and Bradley Beal yeah. will not be traded. Um, and they, they've made a bunch of moves in the last year and a half, so they might even be exhausted from doing that, um, and probably won't have to make a move. Best and worst case scenario, um, similar to other teams in this division, I think best is a championship. And worst, I said second round exit. You know, I, I think a lot of people might look at this team and say best is a championship and worst is you you lose in the Western Conference Finals, which would be fair. I just think yeah. that, you know, if they run into a Denver for some reason in the second round or they run into Golden State or the Lakers and somehow, you know, the matchups work out that way, I you know, they, they could – they are capable of getting bounced. Um, we also haven't seen this big three together. We don't know how it's going to look on the defensive side of the ball, but you know, for the most part, I'm in on this team. I think it's a championship or bust, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if they got bounced in the second round either. Yeah. I'm, I'm right there with you. I think, I think a championship second round, because like we said, the West is pretty deep. There's a lot of good teams and you know, I would it be a real shame if they ran into Dallas and Luca owned Phoenix again and Kyrie True. got and Kevin Durant's had Luca got and Booker's <laughs> had and they stole a couple in Phoenix? It'd be a shame. But you know, it's it's a possibility. So yeah, I'll go second round exit is worst case. Yeah, I think that's that's exactly it. Second round exit, they play one of these, you know top tier teams in the West and who knows, who knows where it goes. They have to play the nuggets in the second round or the Lakers in the second round. Like, second yeah. Round. It's going to be nuts. Yeah. And I don't know, man, like I think the best case, obviously they win the title and mm. I feel really good about the sun, like the Suns and nuggets. I just want that series as much as I want LeBron to go to the finals and all these other things. I need a Suns nugget series after last year, after seeing them take two off the yeah. nuggets and the only team that really was able to, and now have this roster, like a better fully formed roster to go at this team. I, I really just want to see that. They were basically playing two on five last year against the Yeah, yeah. and the, and the two games was, they won. What it, 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 what was insane how, it was yeah. insane how Durant and Booker like willed them 
to Didn't those they have two wins. seventy in one game? Didn't they each they have each like had over thirty-six like that? in yeah. one? Yeah, it was crazy. I mean, <laughs> so imagine yeah, that think, with Brad Beal. Like, like the sky is the limit. I can't wait to see them. Brad again. Beal in a bench. Brad Beal and other guys to rotate in. Like, that's the thing. It's like, and I and I know it kind of looked like a mismatch when you watched the Suns and Nuggets last year, but you got to remember, like, they, they had no business being in this series. And they just they stole were, two They games. were relying on Landry Shamit to produce oh. it. Oh, no. <laughs> don't remind me. Was he the he was the he, he had like six threes in a game, right? Yeah, one game. Yeah, Shaman yeah. had like one he game where he had like 20 points. He was just making threes from the corner, like automatic. Yeah, man. It's uh shout out uh shout out the Phoenix Suns. They're gonna be exciting at the very least this year. And probably could coach to the finals if they want to, but we'll see. 13 days, boys, and we get to see the Phoenix Suns in action. Let's round out with these last two teams, a team that met in the play, two teams that met in the playoffs last year. Uh, we'll try to get through these last two a little bit on the quicker side here. Warriors win total 48 and a half for the over under. I like the under here, guys. Tell me if I'm wrong or why I'm wrong or if you guys agree. <sighs> 48 and a half seems high because I don't think they're a 50 win team and I don't want to doubt Steph Curry because every time you doubt Steph Curry, you see what Steph Curry does, Dunny. But I'm and, and maybe maybe I'm a hater on the age, maybe I'm a hater how he's looked the past couple of years. Am I the only one who just doesn't think this Chris Paul thing is gonna work in Golden <laughs> State? I don't think it's been talked enough enough like about enough. Like obviously Chris Paul goes there and people are talking about oh Chris Paul, you know, Chris Paul with Clay and Curry. I'm like, I just don't I don't think it's gonna work. Like no one none of those guys want to come off the bench. You can't really play all three because a you're just hurting yourself defensively it's it becomes a liability on defense with the guards and b it's just it just kind of doesn't feel like it's gonna fit right like i'm not playing clay at the three like still like curry's a point guard even though curry's you know best shooter in the world but i just don't think it's gonna work too well wiggins didn't look the best when he came back last year he didn't look obviously like the wiggins of previous years and i don't know i'm like 48 and a half just seems high. And, and I love Curry. You know how much I love Curry. Second favorite basketball player after Luka. Um, and I don't want to doubt Curry because every time I doubt Curry, he, he, he proves everyone wrong. But I'm, I'm taking the under two, Dunny. I don't I don't love it because I don't want to bet against Curry. But I just don't think this team's going to work. I, I feel like this might be the year where it's like, yeah, people kind of figured out the Warriors. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't. I got an under here. I we like no. First of all, I completely agree with your Chris Paul assessment. There's no way I think Chris yeah, Paul is too. going to work on this team. There's an old adage in football: if you have two quarterbacks, you have none. And I'm right. gonna switch this and make it for basketball because Steve Kerr said we have six starters. So if you have six starters, you got four. You don't. Ha- that means that yeah. there's a guy that they don't know who that fifth guy is. They think it's Chris Paul. They or somebody else, maybe Kaminga or whoever. Like, I just, I, they need a like Kaminga. I feel like Kaminga and Moody need to be near all star level players for this team to be a real contender. And I don't know if those guys have it in them. Maybe they do. I mean, Kaminga had all the hype, and I like that was the whole thing. Like, oh, we're threading the needle. We're going to have these stars afterwards. Well, Wiseman's gone. 
and Kaminga and Moody have not shown up like the way they're going to. I think the guy that I'm more concerned about is is Clay. Like yeah. I know Clay looked good at the back yeah. half of last year, but I don't think he can do that for a whole year. They don't have pool to rely on as a secondary scorer right. anymore. Like it's a, asking a lot of an older Steph Curry who I don't think his shooting's ever going to go, but you talked about LeBron earlier falling off a cliff. Small guards fall off a cliff like nothing. I don't think that's going to happen to Curry until ever. I think he's going to be able to shoot forever and anything else, yeah. but to drive an offense and the the amount of he does every he did everything for them last year, man. Like and they were there were times where they just went cold and it was like Steph do something, like Steph do everything. Yeah. I don't know. And just the Draymond factor of this too, like where's his head going to be at all year? Like they they obviously he got the extension and everything else, but it's just I feel like there's still some bad vibes from last year sticking around, especially with Draymond still here and Poole gone. Like it's just there's a lot of weird weirdness going on with this team this year. Yeah. And the Chris Paul thing is on top of it. Like Chris Paul, just from a personality fit, I don't think even makes sense on this team, but a basketball fit makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. Who's going to start? Right. What teams, what teams should start two six foot point guards? That's that what I'm saying. And this team old. is so undersized fuck? to begin with. <laughs> the tallest yeah. player on their team is Dario Serge at, at six foot 10. After that, it's 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 six nine and below, and it's like these are not they you don't really and have many, a center. Kevon, how many minutes? How many like, minutes do you want to play Dario Saric again? Right, nobody, no we'll two minutes. Zero. You yeah, want him yeah. in street clothes for yeah. most of these yeah. games, and it's like what are you gonna do? Play Kevon Looney forty minutes? He's your only really traditional big man, I guess. Like it's just an undersized team, and so you get a smaller guard. And now it's just, I don't know. I just don't see it working. I really don't. And it, you know what? This just could be just Curry just wills him the wins, right? But yeah. I, I, I agree with I agree with both your points. Like, I just, I, I think Clay probably not going to be the same play, type of player we've seen. Draymond's probably going to be trending downward again defensively, which this team doesn't need. I wasn't super impressed with Wiggins. And I was kind of out on Paul last year. So the fit here, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah, you. I mean, you guys nailed everything. I think the the Paul thing. You know, you could look at the, the play, which has been down that we all agree yeah. on. You could, and Jake brought it up, like just the the fit as a person or a player on this group. He's talked about hating Steve Kerr in the past. Him and Curry haven't got, <laughs> got along in the past. The interview these off seasons have been weird as hell. When mm-hmm. when asked about him starting. He has to like beat around the bush because it seems like he doesn't even know. Right. And then then you had Steve Kerr come out about a month ago and say Clay Thompson is going to be defending power forwards on other teams. <laughs> yes, please. The Celtics see you twice a year. If if yeah. we start a game you and Clay Thompson is on Jason Tatum. Please put Clay Thompson luck. on Anthony Davis or Evan yeah. Mobley. Oh, please. I would like, love yeah, to see well, that. Like... It's just <laughs> – I mean, we, we basically covered all – all portions of of this segment just saying a, f- a few bad things about the Warriors here. Steph's the MVP. Yeah. Yes. Most Guaranteed. I guess we we can go through most likely to be traded. I think it would probably be Wiggins because if they went through all this trouble to keep the big three together, I assume they'll probably stick out the season trying to keep the big three together. And then Wiggins, I think you could still get a decent haul for back. And what about he didn't what about Kuminga? I wouldn't be surprised there either, but he – I don't know how much of a haul you're going to – like he hasn't really you think he, shown yeah. much. I, know he's still I think he would have to have a good 
he would have to have a good start to the season, I think, to pull yeah. that off. But I don't, I, I, I don't think that's out of the range of possibilities. What's the what's the over under on uh, let's say January first after or before Chris Paul is a Laker? Because <laughs> he's he's gone. If he's traded or waived, there's no way. There's no way Chris Paul. That's actually that's actually a fair point. I don't know if he finishes. Yeah, could be Chris Paul because this probably isn't going to work out. I think Chris Paul makes it like a month, and then it's like Chris Paul is uh, away from the team for personal reasons. Chris Paul is asking (laughs) for a trade. Uh, They're going to move him in a couple months. He'll be working out in LA, and then he'll be a Laker. I think that's the manifest destiny here. But Kaminga is interesting because I would, I'd explore that. I love Wiggins. Yeah. Like Wiggins would definitely get you a haul, but I don't know if they can win without Wiggins, man. Right. Like, well, that's yeah. the thing. I don't think, think they want to trade. Yeah. Wiggins, I don't think right? they can afford to lose Wiggins. I don't think they do. Crazy. I don't think they want to, but I, I just to. imagined it like yeah. if they get in a pinch and they're still being stubborn about keeping that big three together, I think that's the only way they'd be able to fix it. But I, I agree. I don't, I don't think yeah. they should. No. I think when he's been out there, he's been one of their more consistent players outside of Steph. Um. Yeah, and that leads us to best and worst case. It's it's pretty simple for me. I don't even you know I wrote in here best case NBA Finals. That might be wishful thinking with how this roster looks right now. I think best case is conference finals, and worst case is Steph and CP3 do not get along. Like everyone kind of presumes they won't, and getting rid of Jordan Poole ends up being a major mistake, which could. Be absolutely, you know, you can clown pool for whatever you want, man. But he he looked like he was going to be next up for this team. And he's a scoring machine at the very yeah. least mm-hmm. and a much bigger guard than Chris Paul. So, yeah, the two things you're lacking with Chris Paul coming and Jordan Poole going out. And it, who knows? He, you know, he could show out in Washington and they might be kicking themselves a few months from now. It's yeah. going to be like the Squidward meme where Steph Curry's looking out the window and seeing people <laughs> scoring 30 a night for the Wizards. And yeah. he's got a Chris Paul on his team that's complaining he's not getting enough minutes, averaging like eight points, five assists, and they just have no chemistry. Yeah. I think the best case, yeah, I don't, I, the best case is probably they win 50 games and then they lose in the second round. I don't think that they could beat the Suns or the Warrior or the I, Warriors that's what I, I think second, yeah. I think second yeah. round might be the ceiling. And I know it's crazy yeah. to doubt Steph Curry. And we've seen these Warriors teams, just the magic happen before with just shooting, carrying them. I don't think it'd happen again, but yeah, I'm right there with you. I think it's a second yeah. round team. And so the worst case is uh, like, Tomorrow we get a TMZ video of Chris Paul punching Steph Curry and then <laughs> breaks loose. You don't punch Steph Curry. You get shot on sight if you punch <laughs> Steph Curry. You, stand by. you can punch anyone well, else on the team. I know. Get away with punching Steph Curry. I know what happened immediately is Draymond would be throwing another punch and that would be – we'd oh, have at least two punches yeah. thrown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't wait for the first sideline argument between Chris Paul and Kerr when when oh, Chris Paul. Oh, I was gonna say Draymond. I can't wait for Chris and Draymond on the floor together and just. I hope they. I want to see. I I can't wait to see them on the floor together and then see their on off splits after the game and see what it looked like when they were on the court <laughs> yeah. and off and not on the court because <laughs> I think that's gonna be a, a fucking disaster. Draymond is just a disaster. We didn't even talk about Draymond at all. 
what is Draymond Green going to do this year? Is he going to do uh, anything? He's a player man... coach. He's a player coach at this point. <laughs> he really is. I'm, I'm not saying that as but a bad gonna thing. they're going to play him. Like... That's the thing is they're going to play him at, as their center, as their 6'6". It's him or Kevon Looney. Center. It's him or Kevon Looney. And I don't hate Looney. I think Looney's a great mm. underrated role player. I really do. Too, you can't yeah. play at Kevon Looney. For 40 minutes a night, he's Man. undersized. He might be a little bag. overrated at this point with his Team USA performance. That's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to say no because I don't think enough people cared about Team USA this year. So that's that's where I'll say no there. <laughs> that's fair. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, it's not looking great for the Warriors in, in this preview, but we'll see. You know, Steph could somehow prove us all wrong again by yeah. – being we will be watching. Blood. I will look. I yeah. will be watching a lot Close of Warriors eyes. games to see what the hell this looks like and see what Steph is gonna try to pull off. Yeah, it'll be interesting, man. Let's uh, let's wrap up here with the Kings. A very very exciting team from last year. Tons of promise. So much excitement in that first first round series with the Warriors. And their their win total is forty four and a half for the over under. I'll start us off. I have the over here. I just I just loved what I saw last year. I think everyone is young enough on this team where they can still keep taking strides of improvement. Like I wouldn't be surprised if Sabonis looked a little more polished in his game. I think Fox. I mean, Fox came onto the scene last year. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised if he shows us another step. Keegan Murray, who was kind of just a spot-up shooter, I'm excited to see him develop more parts of his game. I love the Kings. Um, this was, I guess, not an easy over because I think this whole division was kind of hard with the over-unders, just how deep the West is. But I like the over here for the Kings. Yeah, I think this is a pretty accurate line, honestly. I know they had 48 wins last year. They were everyone's darling surprise team. I think a lot of teams got better. And I think the Kings are going to be a fun team. I don't really know if they improved so much from what they did last year, um, but it's kind of hard to improve, right? When everyone else is getting new pieces, you're kind of bringing back the same core. But I've said all the time, this is a super fun team. Aaron Fox is great. I love Sabonis. I think Sabonis was one of the most underrated players until he somehow found his way into the MVP talks for a little bit. But that's because, you know, he was playing out of his mind with the triple doubles. And I'm glad he finally put his, you know, name on the map. Um, I love Davion Mitchell coming off the bench. Kevin Herter, solid player for this team. Keegan Murray, incredible. Unfortunately, unfortunately for the Kings, they were one pick away from getting Murray's brother. I wish. And then they trade the picks after. Just so, uh, they were so, so upsetting. <laughs> so upsetting. Um, I would have loved to see both the Murrays in action. Um, but overall, I think it's a solid team. I think it's a team that's going to be similar to last year. They had 48 wins last year. I, I, I think they're right. 45, 48 win range. So I'll take a slide over here. Yeah, I'm taking the over. I'm very high on this team. I don't know if they're a title contender in the West, but I think that they're – I I would trust them more than the Clippers and the Warriors 100%. And so that, I think that just puts them over just by by, by just the, the totals and where those wins are going to fall. This is an awesome team last year. And, I mean, it came down to – the last, you know, last couple minutes in a game seven against the Warriors and they couldn't get over that hump. But yeah. I think that they, I think this is a, yeah, I think this is an easy over for me, honestly. I think this is going to be one of the best regular season West teams. It's kind of surprising that they have the lowest win total of every team in their division. Haters, I, I found man. that a little su- surprising. 
Uh, I, do yeah. you think it's haters or no? It's, it's more just, just it's just like hype the, by everybody else. Uh, yeah, yeah, like the the Clippers, the Lakers, yeah. the Warriors, right? They're a little more pop. That's why the Ju- That's why I would rip this over all the time because I feel like it's it's like three wins too low for how good yeah. this roster is. Like it should be like a four. I feel like this is a safely a 47, 48 win team this year. Okay. You know, call me crazy. This might sound like a joke, but. They made very few moves this offseason. One that I think they made that I think will actually be a big help for them is signing Havel McGee at the end of the summer. Oh, yeah. I think, you know, when Sabonis went to the bench last year and you saw Alex Len come in, oh. the the lineup and just pace of play and the, the way they look just was so much less exciting. And I know McGee has been, you know, for most of his career a meme, but he's played on championship teams. Everything he does is above the rim, and that's such a good compliment to have come in the game when Sabonis goes to the bench because Sabonis is crafty, loves playing on the block, loves throwing up fakes, and he beats you with his footwork and fundamentals more than anything else. You put a guy like Avel McGee who can still bounce, block shots, dunk above the rim out there with guys like Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox, I think that was probably their thinking when they brought in Havel and – I, I, you know, they they didn't make a lot of moves to talk about, so it, it's, I think it stands out a little more that they brought in a yeah. guy like McGee, but it, it seems like they did it for a purpose. So yeah, and you're right, and one of the big, you know, I guess not downfalls of Sabonis, but frustrations, he can get himself in early early foul trouble a lot. Yep. Oh, I watched a lot of Kings games. There were a lot of my league past night team. Yes. And Sabonis would get himself in foul trouble early a lot. And that you're right. It really ruins the flow. So having a guy like that helps. Also, too, I think it's – I don't know how big his role is, but they got Chris Duarte, who yeah. we've seen some good things before for him on the Pacers. Chris Duarte, he can do a little bit of everything. I don't hate that as a guy coming off the bench as well. All right. And uh... – most likely to, or no, we didn't even do team MVP yet. It's got to be Fox, I think. Yeah, Sabonis. I, yeah. Sabonis. I have Sabonis. Yeah, I have Sabonis, Sabonis. too. Demonta Sabonis. He, he I watched that man in the playoffs. He is not my team MVP. You watch. <laughs> see, this is the thing. You, you like some. You watch a couple games from Sabonis. You're about to. No, no, no. I watched Sabonis the whole season so- too. Mm. De'Aaron Fox unlocks Sabonis to make him an all an all NBA level player. He's not doing that without Fox, bro. Sabonis was doing that in Indiana, just wasn't noticed because no one. He cared. was not not like that. No, 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 mm-hmm. not like that. Fox mm-hmm. I, and Sabonis, I am a, Sabonis and needs I, respect. Sabonis needs respect. I'm making him my team MVP. Nah, he's he's they. <laughs> nah, Fox. Nah, nah. Fox is nope. uh, <laughs> Fox has nope. been a a guy that I have been. Very high on for the I like Fox so too. I love Fox. I He's, like Fox too. Listen, I'll I'll gladly take this. I will take any bet that Fox finishes ahead of Sabonis all NBA and MVP. This oh I don't hate I'll that. Mike, I don't anything. hate that. First ever happy air hoops on air bet. <laughs> Question mark. I'll take Sabonis in that race. Absolutely. Go for Dude it. could average a triple double. You think they're not going to All right, care? we'll see. The th- who who would have thought that the you know Fox could average thirty and ten. Biggest controversy. He's not be... averaging ten. Ten assists. The only he's averaging ten only assists. way he's averaging ten is if Sabonis isn't on the floor. <laughs> okay. He's not a. He'll okay. average. He could average like twenty. I'll uh, okay. give him twenty eight and like seven. Okay. 
We'll see. I mean, that's still pretty damn solid. It's pretty damn good. That's fantastic. (laughs) Is it as good as like 2015 and 11? No. All right. Well, we know we know neither of those guys are getting traded. Who's most likely to be traded on this? Again, I think what I have in my doc, I'm going to change my answer, but I want to see what you guys say first. I, oh, man, it's tough because I don't really think anyone from this core is. I don't think they're going to trade Davion Mitchell because I think they like him as that backup yeah. guard. I do. I'm Kevin Herter, maybe. Maybe Kevin Herter. Can't I, do it. The, the, He's the glue. The, I don't. Yeah, and I don't think they do that. Harrison Barnes, but what are you going to get from Barnes, right? Yeah, yeah. Maybe Harrison Barnes, but what really I was would thinking you get Barnes. from Harrison what would you get from Harrison Barnes, though? That's the thing. And I look, the only reason I'm saying Kevin Herter is maybe if they want to start Malik Monk. But mm-hmm. also, too, I kind of think they like Malik Monk and Davion Mitchell coming off the bench sometimes. Uh, yeah. And then mix yeah. and match in their fourth quarter lineup. So Harrison Barnes, See, I guess, is kind of the odd man out. But I don't, I, there's not one I'm like jumping off the page that, oh, this guy's probably going to get dealt. See, I had Monk when I first did this. And then that was my exact thing. I'm like, I think I think this team likes him too much. Oh, and, they love him. Yeah. Yeah. And you think about you think about that playoff series, like how many huge plays did he make where it was a steal and a dunk and the and the mm-hmm. the crowd at, at the Kings Arena is going nuts or a, a big three when the Warriors just went on this huge scoring run and they needed to stop it. And you know, who was the guy hitting those shots? I felt like Monk came up big a couple 100. times in that series. And he did that um, in the regular season too, Doug, yeah. right? Kings would get off to a slow start. And then all of a sudden, they'd be right back in the game. You're like, how are they back in the game? Monk, five minutes coming off the bench, six of seven shooting. It's like, there's, they there love was actually the a, There was actually a stretch last year when I was religiously betting Malik Monk's points in the over. Oh, it was because criminally. They were putting wow. him at like eight and a half points every game. And I'm like, all right, thank you. It was like a, a week stretch. He hit it before halftime. Every yeah. game, every game before halftime. It was like, well, like Monk's just going to come off the bench and score 15. And it wasn't until end of the season you start seeing Monk's points at like 15 and a half, 16 and a half. But that you're right. It was it was free. I don't like and to even, say things are free. It was free. Yeah. And then like his, his lines were that low. Some games when he was starting too. I'm like, this yeah. is outrageous. So – Hopefully, hopefully Vegas didn't pick up on that, and that's the same this year. But yeah, I think <laughs> I love Malik Monk. Um, I like this Kings team. It, it's a good sign when we're fighting over who's going to be the team MVP, and we don't know who's most likely to be traded. Um, that means they got a good core. They got a yeah, good core. Yeah. They got yeah, good team. They're doing something that's right. What you want? Yeah. Kings. Kings might be the second most secure. I'm not going to say best team in this division, but they might be the second most secure team in this division behind the Phoenix Suns. I think the Kings probably have the safest floor, safest ceiling where yes. where we look yes. at the I Kings. And I don't that. think – I don't look at this Kings team. As much as we've like kind of hyped them and talked about I don't think this team wins a championship. I nope. don't think this no. is a championship-winning team. But I'd be surprised if this team missed the postseason. I think this is one of those teams – we talked about Phoenix. If they get you know in a tough matchup or one of these top teams – the Kings are someone who could give you a tough matchup in the playoffs. Yeah. They're they're a feisty team. They're not going to go down without a fight. And when they are going, man, they can score and they can outscore anyone. So I I don't know. My floor ceiling might be like the same. Like yeah. uh, first round, second round playoffs. Like yeah. I don't I don't think this team makes a Western Conference Finals, but would I be shocked? No. I don't think they get to the NBA finals, but I think they're a playoff team. They probably gotta make a deal. I think and I think they will make a deal. 
because they they had the surprise last year. Everyone's surprise team playing great. I don't think that's going to be good enough for them this year, right? So if they are on that same path, they're like, maybe we bring in another guy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My, yeah, my, my best case, Western Conference Finals, uh, you know, I think maybe that's looking a little too far ahead for this group, but I could see it. I think um, – I think a lot of people may have even thought that last year if they didn't run into the Warriors as mm-hmm. early as True. they did. Mm-hmm. But Western Conference Finals and then worst case, first round exit because, yeah, I, like, I don't know, kind of everything you just said, Steve. It's like we don't have, like, these crazy expectations for this group. Right. They still are. If the they're Kings. in a 3-6 matchup and the 6 is, like, the Lakers, they're not going to be favored exactly. in that series. Right. Like, things exactly. like that, yeah. you know? And that's no fault of the their best own. Way to, that's just the West in general. Yeah, yeah, that's the best way to put it. Yeah. You know, if they, if any of these teams in this division, if they <laughs> have <laughs> no, to go yeah. up again, they might not be favored. Maybe right. the Warriors, they're favored this year. Yeah, Maybe. it was close <laughs> last year. The, I really think, just as a big-picture conversation, there's really, like – we can talk about the, I'll bring the Lakers up as a title contender just because, but there's four teams that are going to win the title this year. It's Boston, Milwaukee, Phoenix, or Denver. I really think that's what we're down to. And so everybody else, like, uh, I, don't I don't think, think Den- the Kings can get there. You Jokic don't even think Denver? Jokic doesn't want to play for two and a half more months. <laughs> I'm telling you right now. I don't need, I don't need to. <laughs> he's going to go down 2 1 in the second round and be like, all right, guys. He's like, yeah, guys, they throw it in. But no, and I'm not saying that. I think Denver is a really talented team, but I'm, I'm being honest. I don't no, think I'm, Denver I'm wants to win another chair. Jokic's got it. Yeah, okay. But yeah, no, I think you're right, Micah. I, I really yeah. do. When you're saying like there is a, a clear tier one of teams this year, yeah, and those are the four, I don't think anybody can argue that. And I think that's changed since we did our last preview, like division preview, actually. Like we, when we were looking at over-unders yeah. and thinking best worst mm-hmm. case scenario, like I was putting thinking of more teams, like, well, you know, if it breaks this way, less way, like they could make the finals. Like if it's something's like now I just I don't Not see any moves, yeah, those are that Boston that needs made. to yeah, that's gonna be the conference finals in my my brain. Like unless, unless something, something goes really wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. West, I think, is more open though. I, I will say West, I feel, is a lot more wide open than the I East. do think outside of Phoenix, and obviously, I obviously Denver. Besides yeah. the whole joke, Jokic doesn't want to win another championship. Those two are really, really good. But I think from three to ten is mm-hmm. interchangeable in the West, and that's what really makes it wide open. And it's definitely more comp- – I think it's a better, deeper West than it is the East again, like that 3-10. Mm-hmm. to 10. Like, because you talk, so yeah. talk about those teams at 3 for – like, if we're talking about the Lakers, the Clippers, yeah. the Kings as three seeds, and then you're comparing them to, like, Cleveland, Philly, right. New York, Miami, like, those are – I'm taking the West teams. I every agree. Every I'm right there, yeah. yeah, I agree with all that. That – any guys, anything else left for the – Pacific Division. Now we killed it. Think, yeah, that's, that's a sh- that's a sh- that's a show right Phoenix there, fellas. 60. Yeah, yeah. Don't be surprised. surprised at all if you can get an alternate line on that win total. HHH backs that bet. Yeah, um, an alternate line on the Warriors under what? what? Yeah, <laughs> under thirty six. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying bro, if it goes, 36. it's going. It's going bad. 36. Under six. Under Chris games played, guys. If Steph misses, if Steph rolls an ankle and misses two months, a high ankle right. sprain, what are they? What is that I, team? Agreed. I, yeah. I agree with. So you. I'm just saying, you know, maybe not thirty six, but yeah, under yeah. forty one. Under 41, 40, 42. What it's gonna happen one of these years, you know. I don't know. 
All look right. at the smirk on his face. Oh, I'm so look happy. The smirk on I'm his so face. Happy. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna try to correct him. Praying on the Warriors' downfall, bro. <laughs> you won't get any correction out of me on that one. We all, we all ripped the Warriors under and are talking about the Lakers maybe making the finals. I feel like. I feel yeah, like it's I a good. It's a good here. day for Jay. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good day. It's a good day. I'm uh, Kristaps Porzingis has been hitting deep threes oh. in, in the Celtics preseason Amen. while while we've been recording this. So nothing well, can bring me. What well, an unreal now. first game too for him. Oh, yeah. he's doing it. He's doing it right now again. He's doing it again. Yeah, he just he hit a three from like five feet behind the line to start Bro, the game. I'm those kidding. Celtics, that that lineup is going to just murder teams like night to night. It's gonna be terrifying to watch them. Steve Boston is so back. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so, he's so back. Yeah, man. Uh, I'll, I'll end up staying on for another half hour if we start talking <laughs> Celtics. So <laughs> that was uh that was a Pacific Division preview. We have two left for next week. We're gonna be talking Northwest and the Southeast Division, and that's gonna be it for another episode of Happy Southeast Hour Hoops. Could take Ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, it's a good. Pairing. It's, it's That's a good. good, good, good yeah. Southeast could be a real quick one. <laughs> and I uh, think we did our Hornets preview already earlier. Yeah, yeah oh, that's all. That's all the Hornets talking about. Just, just put we'll just, on an island for the year. That's yeah, we'll just stitch island. the audio and shut off our cameras for five minutes <laughs> next episode. Five minutes, you're being generous, don't you? Just yeah. those, no, we're just gonna. You know those like uh, those circus tracks that they play, like do 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 do. We're just gonna put mm-hmm. the Hornets logo up, play that for like three minutes, and then we'll be like, "There's put a picture of Mr. Beast up." <laughs> oh <laughs> yeah! Right. Yes, oh Mr. yeah, the feastable patches, guys. Yeah. Get your Beast burgers in Charlotte, guys. Oh. I didn't know Mr. Beast existed until this year. Now he's on a <sighs> jersey sponsor. First off, props to you. Props to you for not knowing he existed. Props to you. I was baffled when I found out who this Uh, man was, and I'm like, wait, what? Poor Charlotte Hornets. They got one nationally televised game against Wemby, and so they're not going to get any any coverage, and they're going to get bought out by a YouTuber. Wait, just wait till the just wait till the Beast House is the name of the Hornet Stadium, <laughs> and they're just doing Mr. Beast just up there oh. doing challenges in between uh in between timeouts. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be lit. We we were joking about that. Me and I were joking about that. We we're like, all right, whoever can keep their hand on the like, backward longest gets yeah. to play for the Charlotte Hornets tonight. <laughs> Last one to leave the arena gets a, oh, a free no. contract with the Charlotte yes. Hornets. That's need it, bro. Yeah. Let's stop. Let's stop talking about it before the management gets any ideas. Because <laughs> this could actually happen. Oh, All right. Um, for I Steve, <laughs> Jake, myself, follow Trainwreck Sports. Follow at Happy Hour Hoops One on all socials, and we'll see you guys next week to talk some more NBA. Thirteen days until the season, folks.